in Hebrews 3, and this is kind of a warning for all of us, but I think it's also be aware that a lot of people are hardening their heart toward the Lord right now. That was kind of the spiritual word I wanted to leave you with today is don't harden your hearts. Pay attention. You know, the story that we have in Hebrews and starting in Hebrews 3, 7, it's, it's talking about the children of Israel who were delivered from Egypt. They complained to God about their accommodations after the deliverance, essentially. And a bunch of them could not enter into the promised land that he had for them because they didn't mix faith in their hearts with the promise. And you got a lot of Christians right now that are not mixing faith. In other words, let me lay down my perspective. Let me make myself pliable to actually do the hard work to believe the word. What we do is we look at the word and we judge it as either impossible or not, relative, not relevant or relatable or applicable. Or we judge it with the word through our circumstances. And if we don't let God's word shape and bend and mold us, then we will bend it and shape it to fit our circumstance, which actually hardens our heart. So when we look at a circumstance and we force God into it rather than how can this, how can I relate to this and change this based on who I am in Christ, we're hardening our heart. You know, a hard heart doesn't mean that you're evil and you're constantly choosing sin, although Constantly choosing sin will harden your heart, and it's decent. You know, hardening your heart is like this. It's like a couple that is in love, and then they don't take the time to actually get to know each other, and so those things that are cute in the beginning or those things that they settle for in the beginning become real irritants to each other. And rather than communicating, hey, you're really irritating me right now, they just deal with it and desensitize and desensitize and desensitize and further, further and further away. And you just don't, you get to a point where you just, you just don't even bother anymore. You just put up with it. And we do that to God. It irritates us to have to take the word and change our thoughts to, to, to believe in such a way that this is actually a possibility. What he's teaching and saying, this is a possibility. And so we end up hardening our hearts. And I'm thinking of someone that I'm working with right now. This guy has hardened his heart to God because of a lifetime of sinful behavior. The theology that he has keeps him separated from God. And now his conscience is even seared because he doesn't feel any guilt or shame for the horrible decisions that he's making that's ruining his life and other people's lives, including his own son. And it's, so it's a hard heart and a seared conscience, not necessarily because it's an evil person, but a continual distancing from God. And so let's read through this passage and just, you know, see how it applies for us. This is a warning to the Israelites. This, so this is Hebrews quoting uh, Exodus and then framing it in terms of now entering into the rest that Christ has for us. So therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. They rebelled against God, essentially, on the day of testing in the wilderness where your fathers put me to the test. Now, see, you hear it preached a lot that God was testing them in the wilderness, but he wasn't. They tested him. They complained and, you know, 
well, we'd, I'd rather go back to Egypt into slavery than have to eat this stuff every day, all day long. It's like they didn't have that collective mindset that they were a nation going forward, that their lineage would be kings and priests on this planet. And I think, you know, that this, this mindset of a group, a family, a community, not a bunch of individuals, and it's interesting how all this is coming out. You guys are all really prophetic and you don't even realize it because pretty much several of you mentioned things that God wanted to say anyway. Isn't that pretty cool how that came together? So they tested God where your fathers put me to the test and saw my works for 40 years. Therefore, I was provoked with that generation and said, they always go astray in their hearts. That's the issue. Where are you with the Lord in your heart? And I think for this crew, it's been revealed, we trust Him. Yeah, I don't like these circumstances. I'm a little bit afraid and I might have to make some temporary financial choices that I don't want to have to make right now. It's not my preference, but my hope is in the Lord, right? They went, they've, they've gone astray in their hearts. And, and so this is, this is what I want to leave you with. Right now, people are hardening their hearts toward God because they have such a confidence in world systems and they're being taken away and shaken and falling apart that people attach their trust for God to those systems and those systems are falling. So therefore, they, their trust in God is falling. And, and it's like, and then there, a lot of people are even being taught God is taking it away so that you will trust Him. There's no biblical context to prove that God, that's how God treats us. None at all. So they always go astray in their heart. And think about this. This is why we need to take the love approach because people are hardening their hearts toward God and we are going to show, who peop show people who God really is yeah. by preaching the gospel of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. We are showing Jesus. Amen? So uh, they, go, they go astray in their hearts. They have not known my ways. Now stay on that one for just a minute. This right here is an issue. They have not known my ways. It's popular to teach in the body of Christ right now that you can't know His ways because His ways are higher. And it's like, but, if you keep reading, He says, but He has revealed those things by His Spirit to us. Don't ever be confused and, and think, well, I just don't know His ways. I just don't understand God. Well, you're lazy. You're not putting in the work to know His ways. Jesus is His ways. Don't ever assume confusion because you just don't know what God's doing. Yeah, you do. Jesus. Amen? That's the boldness that we're going to have to walk in to people to help them. Now, this is who God is because this is who Jesus is. We know His ways. Don't be lazy and chalk it up to, well, his, we just don't know His ways. Yes, you do. He has clearly revealed them to us in Christ. And people are hardening their hearts because they think His ways are external through carnal, temporary constructs. All of you are describing those things are taken away, but you're clearly holding on to Him. So, as I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil unbelieving heart. An evil heart is an unbelieving heart. Now, that will drive evil and sinful behavior, 
but there's such an externalist approach to Christianity. We got to be about people's hearts, leading you to fall away from the living God, but exhort one another every day as long as it's called today that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. And the sin is an unbelieving heart. The action is the fruit, the evidence of the unbelieving heart. Uh, for we have come to share in Christ if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the end. That's what everybody said. As it is said today, today, uh, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. If you feel like you're in this room and you feel like, oh, this is... This is causing me, I can feel I'm drifting a little bit. I'm, I'm questioning God a little bit. I'm drifting away a little bit. This is, I don't understand. I've, you know, life is not what I thought it was supposed to be based on all the promises and preaching I heard when I was this age. No, you got to change. You have to let yourself be bent and shaped and molded into what the Word says, who Christ has revealed the, Lord, the Father to be. We know His ways. He's revealed them to us in Christ. Let's know Jesus Let's not harden our hearts because there are lots of people out there that are hardening their hearts and they need us to tell them who God really is. That's my prayer for this body and for people that know the goodness of God and that really understand the new covenant is that we are ridiculously bold about the truth of how God operates now and how He treats us now under this new, under this new covenant. And we don't back down from it. A lot of us back down from it because we're not sure. Somebody will come back with a scripture and it's like, oh, well, I'm not really sure. We'll put the work in and know his ways. Know the word. And if you didn't watch last week's sermon, I really encourage you to go watch it. I've gotten some pretty profound feedback that's incredible, but it's just to God be the glory of how to walk through the Bible and read it to position yourself to actually receive revelation and it has the, so the, the basic concept is this, and I gave the homework, read Colossians. And there's sections you see, he's opening with a prayer, and then he addresses this. So you see there may be one section that's one or two verses, and then another section where there's a beginning to end concept that may be six or seven verses. And so the, you know, the letters are kind of broken up like that. Read through it, and then say it back as if you're going, so in other words, it's like, I'm going to read Colossians 1, or at least sections of it, with the intention of then turning and explaining it to you. Like, I'm not going to read you what it says. I'm going to read it, listening in such a way that I can then turn and communicate what it says to you. Now, I'm going to use my own words. I'm going to make it my own. I'm, gonna have my, I'm not going to change what it says to make it fit what I think. I'm just going to explain. I'm going to read it so that I understand it in such a way that I can communicate it back. I think that simple exercise of you reading the Word of God in that way you can take it a step further, have a notebook, that read it, think about it, and then write out what it says, what, what it's saying conceptually in your own words. Make sure you understand the concept, not necessarily the precepts of like the doctrines being taught, you know what I mean? But just it says this, right? And then write that down so that you get the concepts out of it. And as you do that and then you say it back, that's essentially what studying to teach and preach is. You make sure that you know what it says conceptually so that you can then communicate it, and then you try to make it practical as well for other people. I think if we do that, if we take that approach to the Word, and, and you, have a, you might have a way that kind of works like that for you. You might already have a way that really is effective for you in Scripture reading, but 
you can pull that down. But the thing is, we don't want to harden our hearts. There are people out there that are hardening their hearts, and we are called to go to those people. The reason they're hardening their hearts is because they don't know who God really is. We do. Because we are framing God through Christ. And when I say we, I really mean the whole body of Christ. But that's our call. Go to, and, you know, we don't see a lot of new converts and salvations in this church because I think this body's called to reach people that are unplugging from religion, people that have been hurt to, to rebuild back their actual faith in who God really is. I think at some point there will be a lot of, you know, new convert, new salvation happening, but it just seems like we're used to help people detox from religion and rebuild a proper perspective of who God really is. That's what we do. Help people actually believe and trust God through Christ. There are people hardening their hearts right now because they don't understand God. You know His ways because you know Jesus. Take Him to them. Amen? Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank You. We just we love You. We trust You. I thank You for this body. I thank You for all the people that are part of this congregation that are not even here today also. I thank you for the calling that you've placed in us collectively and individually that we are to preach the gospel of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. We are to preach the good news of who you really are. You've given us the ministry of reconciliation to go into the world and tell people that you are not holding their sins against them, that you are not sending judgment into the earth because Jesus is the sufficient sacrifice once and for all sin. You know, God can't, be, God can't possibly be judging the earth because Jesus already took all of God's judgment towards sin. It, it would be illegal for God to judge even one person. There is a final judgment coming at the resurrection. But as far as God sending judgment into this earth, that'd be illegal. Father, thank you that we, we, just, we just become even more firm and more rooted and more grounded in who you really are by knowing Jesus. And we are boldened, emboldened to take that message uh, into the world around us through our gifts that we will not minimize, even the simplest things that we use to open a door to help people uh, open their hearts and minds through our acts of love to receive the gospel. I am committed to that. We are committed to that. We trust you. We love you. We thank you. Amen and amen.